Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. You've heard me talk about my friends at Palo Alto Networks. Zero Trust OT Security, delivering a comprehensive security solution for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. But did you know that the Palo Alto Network solution provides over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures. Now that's best-in-class security delivered. Learn more about Palo Alto Network's zero-trust OT security solutions and how you can achieve 351% ROI over five years. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network solution by going out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat. Grab your work boots and let's go. Hey there, and welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much once again for joining Industrial Talk and be a part of this ever-expanding community because we know you are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly. This platform is all about you and your success, and we thank you each and every day for being a part of it. Now, we're going to be talking about cybersecurity. We're going to be talking about OT. And we're going to be talking about IT. We're going to be talking about active scanning versus passive scanning. All of the things that are associated with uh, cybersecurity. His name is Huxley Barbie. And his uh, company is Run Zero. So let's get cracking. I always enjoy a conversation around cybersecurity. We are connected. If we're connected community, connected uh, business, it's got to be a part of the conversation. And and not to be so intrusive, right? We want things that just know that we are safe and we can continue our, doing our business the way we need to do our business and, and have those connected assets and pull that data off there and not worry at all. Zero. No worry about being... Uh, you know, penetrated, which nobody wants, right? All right. Industrial Talk. We are a platform. And this platform is, again, dedicated to you. You want to amplify your voice? Industrial Talk. You want to uh, engage more individuals for greater opportunity? Industrial Talk. Go out to Industrial Talk. Click on Talk to Me. Connect with me. Let's chat. Whatever the button says. And you'll be talking to me because we, we're building this, this ecosystem is a collection of individuals that solve problems. There are a lot of pain out there. Pain points out there. What, what do we do? Who do we trust? That's what we're all about. So this, this sort of Spotify-ish uh, platform is so that you can find the right individuals or be the right individual to help solve problems problems. And that's what we're building out on Industrial Talk. We have, of course, we have podcasts, we have videos, we have webcasts, we have um, learning management systems, got an exciting opportunity that's going to be breaking. You'll hear about it. It's not there yet, but we're going to have something that's pretty spectacular. Working with one of the, the incredible 
individuals and companies that are a part of the platform. So just keep on the lookout for that. Or, or you'll hear me talk about it most definitely. All right. Huxley, in the hot seat. Run Zero is the company. We're talking about cybersecurity. He is, on his form, he's a security evangelist. And he is, man. The, the conversation was absolutely stunning. All right, let's get cracking. Here's Huxley. Huxley, welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for finding time in your busy schedule. How are you doing today? Doing very, very well in the frozen tundra of of New York. Yeah, but is is it going to get? I mean, are you going to get some snow? Are you going to get some? What, what what's the weather going to be like? Potentially, potentially uh, tomorrow uh, Sunday, I think. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's a there's a blizzard coming through in the Northeast. I think all the way down to mid mid Atlantic as well. I heard that. Look at that. Yeah. Weather chit chat right off the bat. Everybody, everybody's focused on weather. <laughs> you know, it, it drives our lives. <laughs> it does. Whether yeah, we like just, it or just, not. Just as much as OTICS environments do as well. So look at you. Look at front of mind, top of mind. It all ties that. in. It all ties in. All in mind. There you go. All right. For the listeners out there, Huxley, give us a little background on who you are. Well, I am the. Uh, the security evangelist at Run Zero, which is a uh, Chasm solution that is the fastest. Slow down, senses. Chasm. You can't just throw ca- uh, All I see is Grand Canyon. That's a Chasm. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, l- let me just say that first that I'm the security evangelist at Run Zero. I'm also the lead organizer for B Sides New York City, which is a security conference. And I've been in cybersecurity for over two decades, which I guess is a good and a bad thing. But to get back to your question, a Chasm solution is a cyber asset attack surface management solution. And what we do essentially is we are any organization's first step in managing their exposure to all the threats on uh, that you can find. And we do that primarily by telling you about all the things that are on your network and what are all the risks, the vulnerabilities uh, on those things? In a real-time and, way? In a real-time way. And the thing is, the, the, the real differentiator here is that we can do this for IT environments, IoT environments, as well as OTS, IC, and ICS environments. And that's, that's the real thing that's really different about us, is that we can do all device types, IoT, IT, as well as OT. As a level set. Because you've been in it for two decades plus, um, you've seen a lot of changes. One of the the challenges that I see is this whole IoT. Hey, I, I uh, the device. I'm, I'm going to be able to stick a device on this particular asset. I'm going to start pulling data, and I'm going to. It's it's all connected, and I and I'm all great. But I never really think about the security side of that. I don't. I just want to collect data. You know, you know, security is often an afterthought. Uh, it it's gone to be less so on the IT side, but of course. what I find really interesting is that in OT, ICS environments, organizations, I often feel like Marty McFly going back to the future <laughs> where like the security maturity is like 30 years behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I can attest to that. I mean, I'm I'm an OT guy. I'm I'm just concerned about my OT stuff. You know, that that pump, that motor, the the operations, the the manual, whatever it might be. Yeah, and, availability is king. Like that that is yeah, the most absolutely. important thing, right? 
avoid outages at all cost, right? Yeah. And that's you know for good reason, right? You, you you want to avoid outages because you want to avoid loss of revenue. You want to avoid uh, getting fined by various you know, reg regulatory organizations. So yeah, for for good reason, you want to be operationally efficient and and have um, you know superb resilience. But mm. you know, at the end of the day, at some point when you're not paying attention to the security side of the house, it's going to come back to bite you, unfortunately. So how do we take this? Like, here's a scenario. I'm in operations. I'm a manufacturer. That's what I do. Been doing that. Somebody comes to me, knocks on the door, says, hey, we can collect data now. And I'm all, oh, great. What can I do with the data? Well, you can make tactical decisions and it's great stuff and it keeps your assets up and running. You're more efficient and so on and so forth. And therefore, all you have to do is to uh, buy this device. Again, Afterthought. I never even thought of security in that scenario. Mm -hmm. How do you begin? I mean, how do we begin this journey to say it's, it's okay to have a conversation up on with security up front? What do we do? How do take us through that 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 effort? Yeah. So ultimately, you want to get to a point where there's actually a security program that is working hand in hand with the operational folks. Right, you you don't want operations to completely neglect security. At the same time, you don't want a security or a security organization that's coming in at a left field, you know, trying to uh, influence operations in a way that you know that's not aligned. Yeah. Right. And so you need to make sure that there's alignment at the very top to start with. Right. Oftentimes, like if if the board of directors of your organization is on board with making security an important part of what you do, then things are going to go well, right? Because they're going to ensure that people are aligned at some point. Uh, but if they're not, then there's still a lot more lobbying that needs to be done before you can even get there, right? But so, you know, But you know as well as I do, you know, when, when somebody comes in, hi, I'm, I'm the security specialist and I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's like, all right, let me just buddy up to them. And I was like, let's have a conversation. Oftentimes, yeah. Oftentimes <laughs> it's, it's the complete opposite, right? Uh, <laughs> where, yeah, I, I've even met some like operational folks, not to not to disparage anybody, like, but they, they're willing to take an outage in order to uh, fix a me mechanical problem, mm -hmm. right? But they won't take an outage of a shorter time period to do a security patch. Which, well, I mean, that there's there's reasons for that, right? That yeah. there, one, it doesn't help operationally, at least directly, like we'll say. But at the same time, they don't know what are the other ramifications of doing that security update that might affect the way these devices operate. So, not in a not in a disparaging way. I, I, they're ignorant in a sense because because a your uh, words, not not my <laughs> words. Yes, it is, but that's okay. I can have those yeah. words because I'm just a well, and and, and guy. the important thing is to have more conversations, right? Yes, so that everybody understands like yeah. why it is important to uh, include security in conversations and include security in how you plan to operate your your plant or your facilities going forward. Because you know, unfortunately, you know the things in the news are helping drive that conversation. I wish it weren't the case. I wish it, there weren't these negative drivers that's um, that's acting like a forcing a forcing function for these conversations but more and more that's that's, that's 
becoming the case. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, whatever it takes to, if we want to be this connected facility, we want to be connected in our in our operations. We're just going to have to just recognize that there's that security component. So let's 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 sort of pull on this string a little bit. So I, I, I've got it out there. I've 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 bitten it hook, line, and sinker. I'm all connected now. I've got the devices out there. Mm-hmm. And there there there's passive and active capabilities. Uh, take us through what a what that looks like. I want to know what's happening out there. I want to know that I'm protected in a sense. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few things that where there's a few places where you want to end up. Right, the outcomes that you want to see. You do want to see some sort of layering of your environment, right? Many folks like the Purdue model. Like we can debate whether or not the Purdue model is good, is good or bad. I can't. But it is, you know, arguably the one that sort of everybody agrees to. So it, it might not be the best, but it's the one that that is sort of understood and accepted. So so there's that. You do want to get to some place where there's stratification because having that sort of layering really does help in security, right? Uh, layer defense is a very, very mm-hmm. old security mm-hmm. principle. And go, what goes hand in hand with that, of course, is knowing what you have, right? There's this very old adage that you can't protect what you know. You know it's it's uh, been said many times. And, you know, I cringe a little bit at saying that because, you know, it's it's a little bit um, overstated. Right? I'll just say Huxley. This is, uh, this is straight from Huxley. Huxley's mouth right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, having knowing what you have on in your OT or ICS environment is very, very important, right? Because you need to at least know about what that thing is in order to properly ensure that you have the correct type of security controls, right? So you start with having uh, some sense of what you have, right? And then you couple that with your risk appetite. And based on your risk appetite, you want to decide if you're going to accept the risk, you're going to transfer the risk, or you're going to avoid the risk, or you're going to mitigate the risk. And for the cases where you're going to mitigate, you're going to want to select the type of security controls that are commensurate with the value that that type of uh, device has to your organization. And so one of the first things you need to do is to get a, a good asset inventory of your environment. Yeah, okay, so so here it is. Again, back to the scenario. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm all connected. Yeah. I'm all digitally running up, yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm pulling that data. Um, I'm going to continue to try to make my facility more connected. It would seem to me that a an active solution versus a sort of a, a passive solution has greater value because I'm going to continue to sort of say, hey, hey, hey look at that pump, or that motor. I'm going to put a device out on that one. I, I, I just did because it's critical now, right? whatever the reason is. But I, again, I'm an operations guy. I'm just yeah. going to. Yeah. Gonna and, and just to be clear, you're not putting something that's uh, on every device, right? You're putting something in the environment in order to collect that data, mm-hmm. whether that be active or passive. And just on the surface, you're absolutely right. If you can go talk to something, you're obviously going to be able to get more information about it. Yeah, it's it's the difference between let's say you're you're at a party, right? You're at a party, and I'm just sort of standing near you, and I am eavesdropping on your conversation with somebody else. <laughs> I'll probably learn some things about you. Yeah, right. But 
if I were to walk up to you and ask you questions, obviously I'm going to learn way more about you, right? So, you know, before we had this, mm. before we started recording, you know, we learned that we we're both associated with Southern California. You you grew <laughs> up in, in, in Barstow and, and you went to school in Laverne. Like that's not something that probably would come up at a cocktail party, right? You wouldn't normally just bring that up, right? But because we are talking, yeah, you know, that that comes up and I'm able to gather that yeah. that piece of history about you. Yeah. And so yes, you know, on the surface, you know, it is true. Active scanning is a superior solution because you're able to get so much more information. Hundred percent. Yeah. The the problem lies in how legacy active scanning solutions have been deployed into into these OT and ICS environments, coupled with the way these um, the the characteristics of these these types of OT devices, right? Uh, and so, what I'm getting at here is the fact that many of these OT devices are not robust to arbitrary network traffic. And in okay. fact, there have been times in, in, in history where active scans have caused outages in these OT or ICM environments, right? The, the very thing that you want oh. to avoid, right? You're, you're trying to avoid outages. Right. You don't, you don't want that. And boy, you revenue do that one time. Right. So, you know, and, and then, and presumably you oh. want to introduce security into your environment in order to be more robust to any sort of cyber attack that might cause an outage. But in fact, as you're trying to learn about your environment, you end up doing the exact thing that you didn't want to do, right? The exact thing that you're trying to avoid. And what comes down to here is the fact that, well, there's a number of factors. One of them is the fact that these devices tend to come from, um, numerous, numerous uh, different vendors with numerous different uh, operating systems, right? Mm -hmm. So on the IT side, you basically have Windows and you have Linux, and then you have Mac OS. And so there's only three different kinds to really yeah. just deal with. Whereas on the OT side, you know, even among Siemens and Ella Bradley and, and so on and so forth, uh, they have multiple different operating systems that they would run. Uh, another another important reason for this is the fact that these devices are very much fit for purpose, right? They're designed for a single type of thing to do. Whereas on the IT side, your your computer can do so many different things. You can do financial modeling, you can play games, you can stream music, yeah. and so on and so forth. The, the IT devices are very much multi-purpose, whereas these OT devices have uh, a single purpose and so therefore there's a lot of variety and when there's a lot of variety it's harder to defend because there's so many different permutations of what could go on uh, another big problem here is mm. the fact that the code the software on these ot devices are basically they're they're qa they're tested to work properly for the for the job that they're doing right you know whether it's uh, receiving a signal that says, "Hey, you know, turn this on or turn that off, or increase right. the 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 intensity of that," like very specific type of use cases. Nobody's actually testing for the the negative cases or the edge cases where there's just like random network traffic that shows up. And these the the operating systems as well as the software on these devices will very very often cause a reboot or freeze up 
or mm. or just 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 hang right and then that that causes an outage so i'll give you one example so let's talk about a common active scanning technique uh which uh what it does is i'll just use an analogy like uh we're having a phone call right yeah so you know i, I call you on the phone and say hi mm, hi and then and then you respond you say hi yeah yeah and then you're you're waiting for the next thing from me right but the thing is I'm I'm the scanner here, and I'm trying to be as efficient as possible about my, about me scanning. So the moment you said hi back, I knew that you were there, and uh -huh. that was the information I was looking for. And I'm done, and then I walk away from that conversation. Now you, as the OT device, well, you're waiting for this conversation to finish. So I get hung up. I'm I'm, I'm going. Hey, aren't you going to say bye or where, where right, is? And it? you're Where's just there, you're and just... you never hang up because yeah. you're waiting for the next thing. Right? right now imagine oh. you're just one of these these devices huh. right but there's and there's a thousand of you and i go to all thousand of you and i say hi and i'm waiting for you to say hi back and the moment you say hi back i'm like okay done i go on to the next one and so now i have a thousand devices that are all hung up not doing the jobs that they're supposed to be doing because they're waiting for me to continue a conversation uh, how do, right? then what do you would do that and that's just one example, and that's just one example. That's just a heck of an example. Well, it, yeah, there's there's many more, but the thing is, like, this is just one type of thing that happens with um, legacy active scanning, right? The times that folks have used these older tools to do active scanning, and because of this, because of the ramifications, the real world concrete ramifications uh, that have occurred in the past. Right. Most of these are not publicized. Like, I don't think anybody like goes around and, you know, announces it from the mountain that, hey, you know, we did an action scan on our network. And now, you know, uh, th this part no. of the city is has, is now like, you know, has a blackout. Right. So no. so you don't you don't it's not publicized, but, you know, it's happened. And one of the ramifications of active scanning being poorly deployed in these environments is there is a bias now against active scanning. It has been for quite some time. And it is for this reason, it is for this reason why passive discovery is, is the methodology that almost everybody uses. Oh. Almost everybody uses because they want to avoid that, that type of situation. They want to avoid crashing those devices. And so they will relegate themselves to just eavesdropping, right? So going back to the cocktail party. Uh, right, right. Right, they're just they're just going to eavesdrop, right? Because if you eavesdrop, you're you're not going to cause any issues with anybody at the party, right? Aside from being really creepy, but um, yes. so, but but the thing is, as you were saying before at the beginning, coming full circle here, the information that you're going to have from eavesdropping through passive discovery is just not going to be as good, right? It's not going to be as complete, and uh, in fact, oftentimes. Huh. Oftentimes, these passive discovery solutions will misidentify devices. They'll, they'll, they'll call it wrong. Okay. Now, now that we have all of the problems that are associated with it, and I still want to be a connected connected organization, and I still want to pull data, and, and uh, I want to make sure that I'm protected, what is your – what's your – you know your take on it. What what do you what do you recommend that I'm not shutting so, so, things down? Yeah. <laughs> so the the big controversial thing 
the big controversial idea here is that active scanning can be safe for OT and ICS environments as long as the scanner is developed in a certain way that can accommodate OT and ICS devices properly to be able to talk to them without crashing them. It would and, seem to me that you would you would have this sort of a passive approach first and say, oh, that's an Alan Bradley. Alan Bradley Alan Bradley XYZ behaves this way. Here's mm -hmm. a Siemens, and they, they behave this way. Oh, here's another device, and they behave a certain way, and we know this. And so in my active scanning approach, it's sort of customized because of that that specific device. Is that sort of it? Yeah, so there's Ish. there's definitely some vendors who do a, sort of a um, a passive discovery listening first, and then selectively does a querying to individual devices. In practice, it I've seen many organizations that don't do step two. They're just so they're so averse to doing any sort of querying, direct communication with the device that they just stick with the, the the listening and and just call it a day right so a lot of that comes back to to the bias so uh and the thing is you know some of that active querying isn't necessarily uh all that in depth either so it really mm. depends um but what we have seen is if an active scanner is built fit for purpose to go out there and look at ot and ics devices then you know, it, it can do the job and ultimately it will have more information than you would otherwise. But it uh, just another, seems to me I'm going to have a conversation up front. That that would be the ideal scenario where I would say, hey, we're, we're going to be connecting all of these assets and we want to be able to have that conversation with security up front and make sure that we do this right. Yeah. I, there's another really important uh, difference between active scanning and passive discovery that, that's also problematic. Uh, which is with passive discovery, there tends to be a lot of cost and a lot of effort. So imagine, you know, let's go back to this cocktail party. Uh -huh. How much of the, the how, how many of the conversations at the party do I have to listen to to really get an understanding of who's there and who everybody is? You're, right? you're working hard. Yeah, you have to listen to everything. You're sidling up to a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and oftentimes, you know, if if it's just me, right? So I'm I'm the collector here. If it's just me, I'm only going to hear part of the room. So I'm going to hear part of the conversation. So there there has to be be multiple collectors, multiple of me going around listening, um... and you have to listen a long time, right? I might if I were to go up and talk to you, I would get your name you know, within 30 seconds, right? Yeah. If, but if I were eavesdropping, I might have to wait a few minutes or even longer to find out that your name is Scott. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And I don't know if it's Scott with one T or Scott with two Ts. That's right. Right? I mean, I could ask you, right? Then I would know right away. So with passive discovery, uh, you tend to have to purchase these really high resource collectors in order to collect all that traffic because it's a lot of network traffic that you have to collect in order to you know eke out a little bit of information number two the deployment is difficult 
right? You need to be positioned at the right place in order to make sure mm -hmm. you're capturing as much traffic as possible. So maybe I would have one collector hang out by the bar. Right? Lots of people congregate there. Maybe uh, have one person, uh, a collector hang out by the door or something like that. Uh, something like So, you know, oftentimes when organizations try to roll out a passive discovery solution, it takes months or years. Oh. And, and the results aren't always great. Oftentimes they end up with an incomplete inventory, or as I said before, an inventory that's full of misidentified devices. Right. Yeah, you're and, killing me, Huxley. <laughs> well, and the thing with active scanning is you don't have those problems. You don't have to be reconfiguring all the switches on the network in order to make sure that you're capturing all the traffic in order to be um order to be analyzed, right? With active scanning, you can be very targeted and you can be very terse in your conversations on the network in order to gather that information. It's, it's so much more efficient, right? Yeah, but you still need to, you need to do something. And and boy, that that passive, nah, 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 that that won't fly for me. That just won't. It's too but, long. Too, but this is too what difficult. this is what this is what all the organizations do because you know yeah. they're so because because like I said before, avoiding outages is king. Availability is king. And that is so much more important than anything else that that people have just used password discovery. There are organizations that have policies against any active scanning in their OT environments, precisely because they're so averse to any sort of outages. Yeah, but then they leave themselves so, uh, open for exposure, penetration, yeah. yeah, because they're too busy trying to do this passive or laying out this passive solution. This is what I hear you saying. And and, and, and by that time, it's... And, and the way things... There's that speed that exists out there. I mean, I I, I can't wait a, a long time. I, I, I can't. Yeah, well, it, it, this is what it is. And it, it just, you know, it goes hand in hand with this idea of like never patching uh, these these ICS devices, right? That's that's another, you know, I, I talk to folks, you know, throughout uh, my travels about their challenges in OT environments. This, this one lady walked up to me. She said, I can't get them to agree to patch anything. On, on this network, you know, they'll, they'll take downtime for, for business reasons or operational reasons, but they won't take any downtime for security reasons. And that, that's just, you know, that's just part of it. Like there's, um, I'm here talking about, you know, going out there and finding out what are all the things that are on your OT network, but there's a larger conversation to be had about you know, the role of security in, in OTS and ICS, uh, heavy organizations. Um, so, so Part of this comes down to active versus passive, but at the same time, there's there's a larger there's a larger push for bringing security into OT that you know hopefully will happen over time. It has and to. hopefully uh, and hopefully it will on. take thirty years. No, 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 no. You know, just in my short stint as as the best podcast, industrial related podcast in the universe, that my short stint right here, right now, that's what you're on, but. It, I've seen so many changes that have taken place. The how quickly things have evolved, and mm -hmm. I and I just can't imagine it taking. I, I just I just can't imagine taking long for people to realize and recognize. And and I think it's happening. I think there is. There's yeah, a, and like I said, unfortunately, yeah. it's, it's happening for for all the negative reinforcement that's happening in the news. Right. Yeah, um, the, what one one thing I want to point out is that. I, this is my opinion. With with OT environments, the 
the number of incidents that are published are going to be fewer because the the payoff is so much larger uh so let me let me explain what i mean here yeah so let, let's say let's talk about ransomware right ransomware on the yeah. it side lots of small and medium-sized businesses you know dental offices and 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 schools are uh getting ransom for their data right the payoff here is like twenty to thirty thousand dollars right this is this is oftentimes what they charge at least these days uh on average so the payoff is relatively small right it's not millions of dollars right and so a lot of folks the adversary the attackers they can be very very opportunistic about it and they don't necessarily need to put in a lot of effort it's almost a number numbers game at that point yeah it is they just they just you know try and pop you know a whole bunch of mom and pop <laughs> uh shops and then and then just collect their money with with ot environments the thing that you can do right is not really stealing information but it's it's really like causing an outage right that's that's what that's really true. hurts yeah, right that's true that's true uh, not allowing yeah. the organization to be able to operate a device in a proper way yeah right that's the type of ransom right they're ransoming the device not ransoming the data right and this, this is a very important distinction it security is about all about data controlling access to data encrypting that data making sure that the data is is uh, has integrity it hasn't been changed Right. On the OT side, it's all about securing uh, devices, right? So ransomware, the analog on the OT side is ransoming the device itself, preventing you from operating the device in, in the way that you want to. And the thing is, there's no like low key way of screwing up those devices, right? Like, you know, hitting hitting a, a, a dental office for ransomware, that's like low key, right? Because you're not, you know, ransoming like, right. you know, target data like all the pii from the from the target breach and things like this but on the ot side there isn't a whole lot of like low-key uh you know low-key way a low-key attack and so for the adversary who's actually put the work to get into these ot ot environments they're probably going to wait until it's worth their while to execute the hurt right yeah. because the moment they, they they do something it means like the city doesn't have water or you know the the state doesn't have power or what have you yeah and so in my mind and again this is my opinion i'm guessing here there are probably far more of the adversary lurking in these ot environments right now than there are uh actual known breaches right so if let's say the the ratio on the it side of um the adversary already being present on the network versus breaches is a certain number that number that ratio is going to be much lower on on the ot side uh, oh sorry sorry the other way no, that, i was just gonna say the it because ot is different they're lurking right right so so you think about the number of breaches right and on the it side right uh think about the number of breaches the number of adversary lurking there is let's say 5x i'm just guessing that's that's not mm -hmm. science, right, right. right right and on on the ot side it's probably going to be like 50x there's just my opinion, probably a lot more of the adversary just lurking around the OT environments, waiting for the next opportunity to um, to go ahead and execute whatever they want to. Some of these are nation state, right? Because they're they're waiting for like the political situation or the military situation to move. But others are are you know financially driven, and they're probably waiting for the right opportunity to to make it all work. Jeez, Huxley. No, I'm not going to sleep well at night. 
Well, I'm going to sleep fine at night just because I don't have any operations that I have to worry about. Yeah, well, you're, you're out of that now, right? I am out of that, thank goodness, because that is exhausting. Yeah, sorry. We can nah, cut that out. No, 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 we're not going to cut it out. That's it, The reality is, is that you, security is important. Get up front, yes. get, make it happen, have that conversation, and, and don't shy away from it. Deal with the deal with the whatever the problem is but just deal with it and then come up with the strategy and the plan that and understand the risks and you just don't just don't put your head in the sand on this one there there needs to be a security program every organization there has to be. That, that that has an OTIC as and like, i would imagine to have a security program yeah, yeah and i would imagine don't don't be so prideful either you know what i mean yeah no we got in a security program yeah it's you know 27 years old it's a problem <laughs> so, yeah you know. well i i don't think any security veteran would um ever tout their successes right you know it's it's a strange thing because because in the world of security success is, is defined by nothing happening yes it's it's odd it's not that's why it's so difficult to have security conversations because Nobody wants to air their dirty laundry and say, "Yeah, look at us, man. We got breached over here." You know, right. nobody wants to do that. But then there's learning that can be done by that, right? And nobody was like, oh, "We want to be the the example of people learn." No, you don't want that. No. How do people no. get a hold of you, Huxley? Oh well, I am. Oh, active. Hey, plug your conference. Whatever that conference okay. is. Oh sure, yes. Yes. So Run Zero is going to be at the S four conference in Miami. Oh, so. uh, March 4th through March 7th. Not only that, we are going to be participating in the ICS Village, which is at the conference. So, so I nice. will personally be there at the ICS conference. Uh, Run Zero and eight other vendors will be trying out their solutions on a mock network that's being hosted by the ICS Village. I think there's going to be a manufacturing environment and potentially one more other type of OT environment. And we are going to be running our solutions yeah. uh, to try and you know That's detect all cool. the different protocols and all the devices that are that are running there, both active and 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 passive uh, capabilities. So we're going to be there. So if you want to see me in person, I, I don't know why you I, I just want to say hi and shake hands. Uh, I will be at the ICS Village for the entire time. And uh, if you want to learn more about Run Zero, you can go to our website, www.runzero.com. And on our website, you can actually download a free version of the software, which includes both the active scanning as well as the... Uh, we have our own uh, passive discovery capability called passive traffic sampling. It's a little different from what all the other, other passive network monitors do. but. In any case, there's a free community edition. You can download it. You can try out the active scanning capability. You can also try out our passive traffic sampling monitoring. Sorry. You can also try out our passive traffic sampling uh, capability. It's as a well. mouthful. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> if you want to reach me, if you want to reach me, you can find me on on LinkedIn or the infosec.exchange instance of Mastodon. Just look for Huxley Barbie, uh, H U X L E Y B A R B E E. I am the only Huxley Barbie you're ever going to meet. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, no, this, he's not Huxley Barbie 
5932-whatever that uh, LinkedIn puts yeah. out there. And by the way, you need to up... See, I, you got the, you're got you sporting that goat right now, and your picture doesn't have the goat. You're looking, you're looking quite hip with that goatee. Um... Uh, thank you. That, that's it's it's more laziness than 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 a, a sense of style. <laughs> Appreciate that. What? what? Yeah, a goatee looks good on you. I don't. I don't think it looks good on me. This, this is like salt and pepper. Like it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm all salt, no pepper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wonderful, Huxley. You were absolutely wonderful. Thank you. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information for Huxley, and all the links. So reach out. Don't don't. Darn it, have this conversation in security. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Yeah, you want to be connected. You need individuals like Huxley. You need his company, Run Zero. Make sure that you're, you're properly protected against nefarious individuals out there as you continue to connect your assets. We're connected. There you go. Reach out to them. Contact information all out on Industrial Talk. So it's all out there. Make sure you make that happen. This is an ecosystem. It's expanding. You need to be a part of it as we continue to solve problems. You are a problem solver. Your voice needs to be heard. You need to help industry succeed. That's what Industrial Talk is all about. That's the purpose behind Industrial Talk. So that when somebody goes out to Industrial Talk, sees your name, okay, that's great. All right. Be bold. Be brave. Dare greatly. Hang out with Huxley. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly, so stay tuned.